Hello everyone, my name is Luca Armenia. Welcome to my podcast, Vice Versa, Strategies for Achieving a Lifelong Relationship. I'm recording in central London. I'm 51 years old, I'm from Milan. I left home when I was 17. I moved to um, London, then New York City, then Los Angeles, then Rome, then Paris for 15 years and I moved to London again uh, in 2011. I have a a lingerie brand since uh, 2006. The idea behind uh, vice versa is is just a discussion about the best available options, the best available strategies to achieve the best relationship with the partner, preferably a lifelong successful relationship. It is not a dating podcast. It is not something that talks about how to meet your partner is more about what kind of choices will help you to be in a position to attract the right person in your life. Uh, So it's really about long-term choices. It's about the big picture. My main target audience is men in their 20s. can be women too, but I guess uh, it's easier for me to, to talk to men. The point is that I think nowadays with what is happening currently, the politically correctness, the attack on masculinity, maybe some people are a bit confused, especially they're starting out in their life. What is the best thing to do? How they should behave? And um, so this podcast is is just conversation around around these themes to, to help out people taking the right decisions for their own life. The themes are really... Uh, centered or, or the key to the key for the interpretations uh, of the themes that I'm going to present uh, are really based on evolutionary psychology. Evolutionary psychology is a branch of psychology that considers uh, psychology as, as uh, the result of uh, evolution, the result of adaptation. And I find uh, this very interesting. Um, it's really about evolutionary psychology is really about how things are and not how they should be. Some other ways to analyze the themes that might have a view of, you know, how society or how things are, uh, sorry, how society and how things should be. Uh, but evolutionary psychology really looks at how they are. And sometimes it's not obvious to uncover the truth of how we behave. Uh, I will also test other ideas that come from other different branches, say, I don't know, like uh, radical feminism, and test it whether these ideas of um, how one should behave, test if these ideas make sense, whether these ideas and strategies are, are um, optimal or not. I'll start today by telling a story. When I, when I was in my early 30s, I, about 20 years ago, I was working in finance. I was making quite a good amount of money. And uh, my father one day asked me if I wanted to be partner in his company. My father is a publisher. And he said he needed um, some equity money to restructure the company. And then in a few years, he would sell. I would get my, sh- my, my equity back, my 
invested some back with, with a little profit. So, so yeah, so I invested in my father's company. I became a partner. I, I put pretty much everything I had back then, which is, uh, is and was a lot of money. We're talking about 2001, and I invested 320,000 euros. In today's money is pretty much double. The years passed by and he never sold the company. Eventually in 2012, he called me back and said uh, he was going to go bust unless um, I loaned the company more money. You know, I, di I didn't want to risk more money. So I said, okay, fine. I'll, I'll loan it to you personally. Not that and I, I loaned 220,000 euros which again, it's a lot of money. We're talking about after tax money. And I said to him, right, this is a two years loan. And he agreed. Luckily, I, I asked him, okay, give me, send me a piece of paper confirming all this. And a couple of weeks after he sent me a piece of paper, you know, it was a recap, blah, 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 220,000. And, uh, and then he said, the piece of paper said, and then I will give you back the money whenever I can, which was not what we agreed. So I called him back and said, oh, okay, there is a mistake. Uh, we agreed on two years. You, know, I, you give me back the money whenever you want or you can. It doesn't really make sense. It could be now or in 10 years or in 50 years. Who knows? It doesn't really make sense. Luckily, he sent back another paper uh, with the correct terms. Eventually, two years after, well, he he went bust. He couldn't uh, pay back the banks. So he had uh, His company was loaded with debt and uh, he couldn't pay them back. So his company went bust. I, I, did, I, I asked him um, the money back of my loan and uh, he said no. So I was in a position where I was going to either let it go because he was my father uh, and lose another 220. Keep in mind the original 320 from 2001, that was lost because it was it was equity money, it was risk money. I, I invested in a company as a partner, so that was gone. I already lost with my dad, 320. And now I had the choice to do something. It was a loan, so it was enforceable in, in the courts of law. I, I had the choice of either um, letting it go or taking to court. And he was my father, so I, I thought long and hard about it. And um, I decided to take him to court. And the reason was that he had the money. I knew it. I don't know why he didn't want to. I mean, he lost a lot of money with the, the company. He had to sell everything he had. He lost everything, sure enough. But uh, he had the money to pay me back. And um, uh, I figured that I needed more than him. I understand maybe why he he didn't want to give it back to me. He had another wife with uh, a son and, uh, and a daughter younger they were maybe in their early 20s back then and maybe he wanted to protect them protect his lifestyle i'm not sure but i i i figured it was right for me to take him to court so i did so we went to court his lawyer's first line of defense when we went to court was that the signature on the uh, paper that confirmed the terms of the loan that he sent me was not his so well, he lied. Eventually, we were able to prove that uh, there was his signature, and I won the case. I was able to retrieve the money, all of it, and uh, and 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 that's it. So why am I telling you this story? 
I think it's very important uh, as, as, a, as a young man to be, as, as one uh, Rolo Tomasi would say, to be your own mental point of origin. And for me, that means to create your system of values, what is right, what is wrong, your ethics that can be different than other people, can be your own rules and codes. These rules and codes and ethics and morality this is all you got, really, to understand the world and to behave in a way that you think is right. And sometimes you have to take those decisions that uh, might be very, very costly, but it's important you do so. By doing so, you, you gain self-esteem and you gain integrity, which is, as far as I'm concerned, the most important value is integrity. Now, in my case, the, the cost was a, was a huge cost because basically I've not seen or spoken to my dad since. And um, I will be trying in, in 2020 to reapproach my dad and see if I can regain a, some kind of relationship. So that was the cost. But even now, after many, many years, I still stand by that decision. So again, today's podcast is, is about the number one value and the number one strategy that you can have is to focus on your your own mental point of origin which will build your self-esteem and with with a great self-esteem you're able to attract the people that you want in your life alternatively if you do not live with integrity you're not going to build your self-esteem you're going to have a low self-esteem and if you have a low self-esteem you're going to attract some toxic people in your life so integrity is is very very important to me thank you very much for listening i hope you enjoyed or you find this interesting and um i'll, I'll speak to you soon bye bye now